Good afternoon, Rich Nass, Executive Vice President with Open Systems Media and leader of the Embedded Computing Design Franchise, where we talk about everything that's of interest to an embedded developer, hardware, software, and everything in between. I'm here for this week's five, no, this week's Embedded Executive Podcast. Used to be called Five Minutes With, but now it's the Embedded Executive. And this week, my embedded executive is Patrick Carrier, who is the regional manager for IoT and cloud security with Infineon. Hello, Patrick. How are you? Hey, Rich. How's it going? Good. I hope you get paid by the size of your title, because that's a long one. <laughs> oh, uh, I, I wish it was that way sometimes, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's always good to uh, have an all-encompassing uh, role, if you will, so... Sometimes, and I think so. I didn't even do you justice. Isn't there more to it? Something about blockchain as well? Yeah. So I'm also uh, I'm also responsible for wearable payments. Uh, along with that, also blockchain. So as you can imagine, topics like cryptocurrency often come up uh, nowadays. So uh, there's a lot of uh, different things that I'm uh, involved with uh, nowadays. So all right, we will stop short of giving financial advice on cryptocurrency, but I'm sure that's something we could talk about for a while. But anyway. Yep. Um, what I want to talk to you about is something that you and I talked about just a little while ago about security not being binary. Um, and I wrote this down on a napkin after we had lunch where you said security is not binary. It, it is not simply whether you have it or not. And I meant to follow up with you on that topic. So here we are. What does that mean? It's not simply whether you have it or not. I mean, yeah. isn't it obvious you have to have it? Sure. I, I mean, I, I talk to a lot of people a lot of times and they'll say, well, you know, well, I've got security. I've got AES encryption. I'm encrypting stuff. Um, and sure, that gives you a level of security. But the way that I look at it is a lot of people think of security as being, you know, binary. It's black or white. I, I have it or I don't. Uh, I like to think of it more as like a grayscale. Um, the problem is how many bits of that grayscale do you have? Uh, when you talk about having AES encryption, for example, that is a that is a one in the AES uh, bit definition, if you will. But you have other bit definitions, such as do I have asymmetric crypto? Do I have secure boot? Do I have you know other features that go along in that security category? Um, so if you think about it, the number of bits that you could have could be a lot. And, you know, you could have a let's say a you know, 1,024 bits of secure element, uh, security elements that you consider in your design process, um, and how many of those bits are flipped in the on position? Okay. First of all, you missed a perfect opportunity to talk about Fifty Shades of Grey, but <laughs> uh, but I'll but I'll let you slide with that. But so many people in the security business are saying, you know, simply, if you use my solution, you're good. And you're saying that that's not true, that it, it isn't just use my solution and you're good? Uh, well, I say it depends. So it, it ultimately comes down to the application and it comes down to what sort of information are you trying to protect? Um, you may have different concerns for a light bulb uh, in, in a residential home than you would for a light bulb that's in a office building, for example. So maybe you need the things that are different from a security perspective based on the environment. Now, you could also say the, the, the end application, so a light bulb versus an air conditioner or a light bulb versus uh, you know, a temperature sensor that's in a fish tank. Um, all of these things are going to have different requirements. They may have elements of them that are the same or similar, uh, but at the end of the day, how the technology is applied uh, could result in very different requirements. 
But if you're the maker of that light bulb or the heater that goes into that fish tank, you don't know where it's going to end up. Correct. So, and this is where it, having uh, things that you could point to, such as standardization, comes into play. So, if you can point to a security standard and say that most applications that I can conceive that my device will be in, let's say my light bulb will be in, um, are covered by this sort of standard. Um, or maybe uh, there's a standard out there that has a lot of uh, good things in it. It has you know, cloud authentication, it has encryption included as part of it, it has secure boot. Um, if you could point to all these sorts of sub-applications, if you will, for security, uh, and you have a device that enables you to do that, then you can say, I'm certified to this level if you're following a certification path, for example. Um, and in some applications, that's good enough. So for example, we hear that a lot with FIPS. There's a lot of people that look at FIPS because it's a NIST standardized, or it's based on a NIST standard. Um, and there's a lot of people that'll point to, you know, FIPS 140, for example, as a standard that they want to follow. Okay. So we often uh, say to people, we want to put you on the right path to a secure design. Um, yep. What is the right path then? Where should we be sending people? Where do, what's the right starting point? Well, when you talk about uh, getting on the right path to design, uh, you also have to think about, think about, take a step back for a moment. You're going to have your own design goals, if you will, of what you want to achieve with your, with your design. Uh, but you need to take a step back for a moment when you think about it from a security aspect and think of, well, if I wanted to attack this device, how would I do so? Um, what sort of information is valuable in that device or the ecosystem that it's going to be in. And that's how you start to determine what the threat model looks like um, for your device. Once you understand what that threat model looks like, then you could start to make more educated decisions about what levels of security you might require um, within that given application. So a light bulb, uh, that I, I like using that example because light bulbs are everywhere. Um, you can have a light bulb in your house, you can have it in an office building, you could have it in a government building. Um, manufacturers of light bulbs, realistically, if they're connected via Wi-Fi or Bluetooth or some other uh, wireless protocol, they should have some base levels of security built in to prevent people from downloading unauthorized firmware onto that light bulb, for example. Uh, because that could be an, a potential entry point into the wider network. Interesting. Okay. So do you um, advise folks to err on the side of having too much security? And is, is there a rule of thumb of how much is enough? Um, I would say there's no hard and fast rules of uh, you must meet this amount of security. Uh, it, it, at the same time, there's always a cost benefit analysis that you have to go through. Um, yes, you can have absolutely, you know, cutting edge, top of the line security uh, in your light bulb application, but it's going to make your light bulb very expensive because you're going to have to go through, you're going to have to implement all of those sort of functions and protocols. So yes, there is a, a matter of, let's say, good enough, if you will. Um, but there, there's trade-offs that go with that. There, there's, uh, there's good enough from the perspective of this meets the bare minimum of my application. Uh, and then there's good enough from the perspective of it, it's better than that bare minimum, but it meets most of the security threats that I expect to encounter. So and where does Infineon fit in in all of, all of this? 
So Infineon uh, offers um, semiconductor solutions that are, are come in both the forms of hardware secure elements, um, as well as uh, recently with the acquisition of Cypress Semiconductor, we also have uh, some microcontroller-based solutions that include um, even some software-based security as well. So um, there are, we can fit a wide range of applications using both of those solutions, um, either standalone independently, or um, you start to get some really interesting things when you start to combine them together. So um, I would say that uh, stay tuned more on that uh, secondary topic there. So Very good. Well, thank you very much, Patrick. I appreciate it. It actually makes a lot more sense now. That was Patrick Carrier. He is the regional manager for IoT and cloud security with Infineon and Iron Rich NAS. You have a great day, Patrick.